Today's episode of The Enlightened Agent, we have Sherry Weaver from HNI Insurance. Sherry is the Learning and Development Manager at HNI. She is a champion of change. She was the Broker Buddha champion when HNI implemented our platform, and she dropped some real knowledge on us today. I would say Sherry is an expert in change management. She's a professional, and she has a lot of great advice for how to drive successful organizational change within an insurance agency or frankly within any company. So if any of that sounds interesting, I hope you'll stick around and enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to a new episode of The Enlightened Agent, the podcast that brings you conversations with top insurance professionals and industry leaders. My name is Jason Keck, and I'm joined today by Sherry Weaver, the Learning and Development Manager at HNI, which is an AccraSure agency. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jason. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, I'm excited as well. Today's episode is the second episode in our Champions of Change series. Uh, this series, like all of our other series, is focused on telling the stories of enlightened agents who make a difference to their clients and their teams. And more specifically, the Champions of Change series is dedicated to the operational leaders in the agencies who are responsible for driving organizational change. Um, at Broker Buddha, whenever we onboard a new agency, we always identify an implementation champion who's going to lead the setup, the configuration, and the training of our platform with our team. And they are the champions, if you will, who lead the change, hence the name of the show. So Sherry... Uh, you've been a great champion for us in our implementation, having a lot of success driving adoption, and I'm so appreciative appreciative of that. And so to kick things off, I was wondering if you would mind just introducing yourself and telling our audience a little about your role as the learning and development manager. Sure, I would love to. Yeah, so as a learning and development manager, I get the absolute pleasure of partnering with all of our talent within the organization and supporting their learning and growth. And I love it. I love learning. I love to see people learn new things every day, which is part of why I have had my entire career within the insurance industry. I always tell people there's not a single day that I have ever been bored. There's always something new to learn. So in driving educational programs, that's part of what I do. And I've always had my hand in a lot of the operational initiatives. So workflow development, systems, processes, technology adoption, and so forth. That's, uh, there's, you know, when I came into the industry, uh, it's been six years ago now, it was an industry that I hadn't paid much attention to before, frankly. And, but when I got here, I discovered, first of all, how much I, I didn't know and how much uh, <laughs> there was to learn. And as a, as a lifelong learner, I just sort of, my eyes were wide open and I was like, wow, there is so much to know about here, so much to learn and so much opportunity, which is, you know, why I've really, frankly, just love being a part of the industry, love doing what we do at Broker Buddha and love helping uh, agencies like yours adopt new technologies and change their businesses. So, you know, the, g given your role as a learning and development manager, I'm, it sounds like your whole career, you've undoubtedly been a part of either operational or system evolutions at H&I and maybe even before that. As we know, change is hard, right? And so I think a lot of the, the power around driving change is kind of knowing what you're trying to accomplish and knowing what success looks like. 
So one of my questions for you is, you know, as you start to take on projects, how do you define success and how do you know what success looks like? Well, that's a great question. And that really is key. Always having that end in mind. And I think one of the challenges we can have in any organization when you are thinking about engaging in or in the midst of some sort of change, whether it's a technology adoption, like rolling on board Broker Buddha or any other tech, or it's a change in a workflow or process, is we tend to get straight to the what's going to change. So this is the new process or this is the new tech and here's all the technicalities of the things you need to know how. And when you look at how do you really define success, we need to take a step back and realize that organizations as a whole do not change. It is the individuals, each and every person within an organization that changes one step at a time and makes that impact and makes a change successful. So when we do that, if we're going to successfully adopt a new system, let's say we're doing a system adoption, and our goal is to have that new system implemented within our workflow process and for everyone to be using it consistently and to see greater efficiency and or a greater client engagement experience, there's a couple things we have to acknowledge before we get into the how do we do things differently now, and that's the emotional side of change. Hmm. And so if an organization is going to be successful at adopting change, take a step back and think about the emotions that your people are going through each step of the way. I think that makes a ton of sense. And it resonates because as I think about the success and the successes we've had, it really is, you know, I think about the people and the lives that we've changed. Um, It's interesting. And when I, when I asked the question, I thought you were going to talk a little bit about maybe metrics and goals and you know ROI and you know efficiencies or time savings and i think the approach of focusing on the people is is very powerful right because to your point right organizations don't change people change and you have to get each one of them to change and if they i think i think the you know i'm sort of going through the logic here but if they change and when they change you should then get the metrics or the improvements that you were hoping to get from whatever change you're, you're, whatever change you're putting in place. And so, rather than focus on those metrics as as the how are we doing and are they happening, if you focus on the enabler behind those, which is getting the people to do the things that allow the process to achieve the results, uh, it sounds like at least for, from your perspective that that's been really successful for you. Yes. And you said it really, really well. And that's what I was going to add to that was, if you do those things, if you focus on the individuals, address where they are in that moment on that emotional journey of change, guess what's going to come? The metrics are going to come. The efficiency is going to be there. The consistency is going to be there. And by the way, you're keeping an eye on your overall employee morale as you're going through this journey. And that is so important for success or not, whether a yeah. project thrives or it fails. And so metrics are important. Gaining efficiency is important. All those things will come, but yeah. this is where we believe it's so crucial and important to start. And as You've heard probably many people say in any form of change or and or just general communication, you always start with the why. And I passionately believe that 
So we must first have a really good handle on the why are we doing this and make sure that we're communicating that in a way that gives everyone else this desire to be a part of this really cool initiative versus feeling like, oh boy, this sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. You know, even just the way you, you, your, your tone, when you talk about that, right? Like it's clear that you get excited about the changes, right? And I think your, your people undoubtedly need to see that, that, you know, there's somebody, a champion, if you will, who's excited about the change that they can get behind. And I'm, I'm sure that's one of the things that makes you so good at what you do. So if you're excited and the people enjoy working with you and you show that you care about them, then, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come along for the ride and and adopt the changes. I'm curious, what are some of the, you know, so, so, you know, what, you know, what success looks like, or at least you, you know, how to approach uh, one person at a time, the change. What are some of the the other approaches that you take with regards to changes as a team? What are some of the tactics, if you will? You know, you've got people committed; they're bought into the why. T- talk me through some of the other changes that you've that you've that you implement when you take on a project. Yeah, that's a great question, and I think part of it too. I just want to say, first of all, you're going to hear me say "we" a lot as I answer this question because it truly is a team effort, and. That it has been a big part of our culture is we do have this linking arms together team approach when we have rolled out projects to make sure that we're getting various perspectives of different individuals as a part of that change team to make sure we're heightening an awareness to different aspects or things that people might think of that I wouldn't think of. And that would be important for adoption. So there's a lot of uh, we in this story going forward. But uh, the key point, too, is having really good, open, transparent communication so that people know what's going on, when things are happening. And I can't stress that enough because it seems like a no-brainer. Well, sure, we'll, we'll communicate Um, But if you're not in all of those meetings, if you're not in all the preliminary discussions, if you're not communicating frequently and giving updates along the way, when you go to launch a big initiative, we have to remember that for some people, that might be the first time they're hearing about it. And they're going to go through all the emotions of change starting out right where you were. And maybe you're a couple months in and now you're starting all over with getting people through those stages. So one of the other things that we have adopted, there's a lot of different change management models out in the Mm -hmm. marketplace. So if you do a quick Google, you're going to see many. I'm just going to highlight one that we have utilized here, especially in the last year in our organization, which is the ProSe model. And they have this uh, wonderful, I guess I'll call it a a tool, but this really an acronym. It stands for ADCAR which is A-D-K-A-R. And each one of those uh, letters stands for where each person is going on their journey of change. And as we have rolled out initiatives, and we did this with our broker Buddha rollout, actually, as we were communicating and starting to, we did the first introduction and, and the first initial conversation, and we did small group conversations in addition to large group conversations. And we asked each person to fill out their very own ADCAR form. And Hmm. what that asks them is on a scale of one to five in these five areas, and I'll define them, how are you feeling with a one being, I'm not feeling great about this, to a five being, 
I've got this, I'm ready to roll. And hmm. each one of those areas, the A, first A stands for awareness. This means, do I understand why in the world are we doing this change in the first place? Yep. Yep. The second one is D is for desire. Do I want to go on this journey with you? K is for knowledge. Do I have the training and the knowledge to know how to do this change? A is for ability. Can I do it? And R is for reinforcement. Do I think I can keep up with this once the change is, is implemented? So mm. for example, when we rolled out Broker Buddha, we had these conversations and said, now I want you to take, take this and score it. And individually, one-on-one, we sat down with people. And the idea is if there was a low score, you go in order. There's a low score in awareness. You don't move on any further. We're going back to the why. (laughs) And whether it's a one-on-one conversation or whether it is a global conversation within your agency, if you have a lot Mm -hmm. of people scoring low, that really helped us to understand where everyone was at so we could meet them where they were at that point in time. And then we did it again later in our implementation and rollout to see where, where things I changed. I love that. I might, I might borrow that one for, for our process. I mean, it's not always that we're fortunate enough to have a, a learning and development manager in house. And so we, we do our best change management from the outside with our champions, but I think the more we can learn from our clients, the better. This is, uh, this sounds like gold. So plan on, plan on uh, <laughs> taking that on board. Um, sure. Sherry, any any favorite projects? Any stories you have to tell? Whether it's you know car crashes or wild successes, or cu- curious that you know what comes to mind when you think about some of your more memorable or, or a memorable project. Wow, and it's so funny you said car crash because I can tie a literal <laughs> car crash into one of my most memorable projects. So here goes. Oh gosh. Yeah. So. I would say one of the most memorable projects that I ever helped uh, co-lead and co-manage was an agency management system change. And so this was uh, several years ago. And for anyone who's ever been through an agency management system change and or is contemplating (laughs) doing one, take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. But there's a lot to it, right? And so that one stood out in my mind because there was the emotional side of changing everything about the way we did our work each and every day. There was the technical management of now, now we have to build entirely new workflow manuals and procedures and processes, and we have to do trainings. And there was just a whole lot of moving pieces and not all the data maps exactly like you hope it's going to map. So there was a lot to manage with that. So there was that balance between the emotional component, the technical side, and it was a long journey, right? This is not right. something you do in two weeks. This is something you're planning over months. And by the way, you still have your day job to do while you're doing all these things. And yep. the reason I said car crash on this one, was it a successful project? It was. At the end of the day, it absolutely was. But we put a lot of time and attention into our communication, the why are we doing this, getting a lot of people within the organization, subject matter experts, people maybe even that were hesitant about the change, inviting them to be a part of the change team so that they could get the inside peek at everything and be the first to see the new things and really get their arms around it. We did all of those things and I feel like it was a good success. But the very day we went live on the new agency management system, the day is forever etched oh, no. in my brain. I'll never forget it. The software company that we went to 
said that they were they, they were sending out technical trainers on site. So this is pre-COVID, mm-hmm. and they were coming out on site to each of our locations, and they were going to lead. Um, some of the training and also walk around the office. And anytime anyone had a question, they could they could throw out the, you know, white flag surrender saying, hey, come, I need help. And yep. they were here to help implement that change. Well, I got a phone call early that morning <laughs> as I'm here setting everything up. The trainers got into a car accident. Oh, no. <laughs> um, good news. They were okay. They were yep. safe. Their rental good. car was not. And so they were several hours late and I remember thinking, okay, if it's going to happen on any day, let's just go on, you know, new system rollout day. Um, It certainly made for a memorable uh, event. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Hey, I mean, it sounds like you, you know, you, you threw people into the, into the fire and, and, uh, or into the deep end, if you will, and let them swim and hopefully the trainers got there. We did. We got there. Save them. So, wow. What a, what a journey you mentioned twice now you talked about communication and both in terms of like how you approach things and specifically on this project communication makes a ton of sense but effective communication is is hard right because people don't necessarily read every email they get and if you have too many meetings then you know they sort of snooze out in the middle of the meetings and and you sort of lose them any anything come to mind when you think about sort of effective communication around change and you know if i were if I'm off leading my own project, like how should I think about that? Like not over communicating, but not under communicating. Oh yeah, that is that is a million dollar question, right? How much is too much? How little is too little? How much? How yeah. detailed should you get? Should you get? Because everybody has a different capacity for learning, and and again, depends on what's happening in that day where where something might resonate with someone, or maybe you're picking a day that's just not a good day, and it's not it's. They're, they're not really going to read that long email, right? They don't have time to do that. So the, the best approach to that is really being aware of what are the different communication methods you have available and availing of them all, like u- utilizing them in different ways. So for example, if your agency already has, let's just throw out there, maybe a monthly meeting where you give updates, have it as a short standing topic, updates mm-hmm. on, you know, pertinent projects. Here's the 30 second highlight on where we're at. If it's an email, great, but nobody wants a long, long email. Give a few quick bullets with the bottom line up front, right? There's other ways to communicate. The other thing is we really look to our leaders to say, have these conversations in one-on-ones with your team members. Hmm. Here's the overarching that we're going to share as an organization of where we're at in this change initiative, but we're really looking to you to talk with everyone because you're working with them on a day-to-day basis. So yep. as you, as you're in the midst of what you're doing, just ask the question, how is it going with this? And yep. how are you feeling about it? Do you have any questions about it? Because when you do yep. large group communication, you'll find that it's often that many people don't feel comfortable asking questions in a large group. Yep. And yep. the gold yeah, think, is that go those one-on-one conversations. Yeah, I think you know, getting it. Uh, it's it's sort of like culture, which is a topic of one of our other podcasts. Which is a you know, it's got to it's got to permeate through the business. It can't just be like a hey, once once a week we're going to have a big meeting about the project, and and then it's sort of if it's not integrated into you know the one on ones or the communications and and things along those lines, you may you know it, it potentially can be seen as too much. 
so that's cool. I, it's definitely a balance, and I'm I'm glad you said it was. I think what did you say? It was a million dollar question because it's sounds like for every project, it's going to be a little bit different, and you know, there's probably no no perfect perfect way of doing it. So right. Um, Yep. I'll throw one other thing out there, Jason, that I was just thinking about. And this is more once you've kind of rolled it out there and you're in that implementation and adoption phase. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we did is everyone loves a little incentive, a little competition, a little gamification. So one of the things that that we did, this was actually with our Broker Buddha rollout, is uh, we have a platform. It's a like a peer recognition sort of platform and uh, award platform. And we had a little competition going. So, hey, when when somebody did their first entry into Broker Buddha, they got to redeem it for certain points and, and they gather enough points over time, they can turn it in for gift cards and prizes. And then we had a little bit of a competition saying, okay, for the team that can get, you know, all of their monthly renewals into the new program first, the first two teams that can do that here's this this great incentive. And it doesn't have to necessarily cost the organization much money. Sometimes it's bragging rights. Sometimes it's a lunch out with a leader, whatever it might be. But there's nothing like a good, healthy competition to get people excited and engaged going, hey, what's this all about? Let's let's see if our team can win that. Yeah, that's awesome. We did some rewards early in our process as well. We found that it, it worked better when the agency sort of did it versus the us as the software company. So I'm sure. glad to hear that, 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 that worked well. You've talked a little bit about obviously the AMS project as a, a, a memorable project. Is there maybe a different project where you think you learned a lot from I'm curious kind of there's, uh, there's a project that comes to mind that it's like, huh, I learned a lot going through that one and any lessons you could share from that project. Yeah. So the best way that we learn sometimes is, when we're not successful, when things don't turn out the way that we had hoped. And there is a project that comes to mind for me in my career. And this was a couple of years ago where we were making a change to one of our you know, client-facing tools, I'll, I guess I'll say. And we went straight to the how. And huh? there was just kind of a small team of us that started going right away like, okay, we need to, here's this, this thing. We want to make it better. Let's just go and get something put together. And we spent months on it, but man, it really fell flat. Right. Mm. And, and the reason it fell flat was because we missed that key piece I was talking about earlier. And that key piece was the perspective of everybody in the organization, knowing where they're at in that day, the emotional changes And what we didn't do is didn't do a great job of really looking and involving others to find out what does success look like for you? What are you looking for in this new end product? What would get you excited? And with the absence of asking that question, we thought we did the best thing possible and had this great new product, but we realized, well, we forgot to really get that feedback. So lesson learned in that is anytime you're engaging on changing something, make sure we find out what success looks like to all of your key stakeholders, the people that are going to be adopting the change that are going to be your change champions. If they haven't bought in, it's going to be really difficult and you're going to be missing the mark. Yeah. Sounds like you learned that lesson 
the hard way at least once. And I think we're all just in this world of, of go, go, go fast, fast, fast. And you kind of just want to do. And what I keep hearing from you is, you know, slow down, focus on the people and, you know, bring them along on the journey with you and you'll get the results faster that way in the end, which, you know, as I, as I say that, I'm like, yeah, of course it does. It makes, it makes so much sense. So it's just, it's, it's refreshing to hear that and, and good for you. So Sherry, the enlightenment, the show is called the enlightened agent. Enlightenment is defined as the state of having knowledge or understanding. And so in an effort to enlighten our audience, I was wondering if there's anything you could recommend to anyone in the insurance industry looking to either adopt new software or update their process or generally approach any organizational change. What would you what would you say? So Jason, I would I would sum it up with three key points, kind of pulling together everything we talked about uh, today in this podcast. You have to have purpose, perspective, and a plan. And so with purpose, what I mean by that is start with the why. Remember that people are going on this emotional journey of change as well as a technical journey of change. Reassure people that just because you're changing something today doesn't mean that what they did before wasn't great. It was probably the best thing and the greatest process for the point in time it was put into place. And now we're going to continue to do great work and redefine what that means. But take that moment to give them the purpose, the why, and acknowledgement of the great work that was done before. Then for perspective, remember that everybody sitting in a different seat has different insight to share, is coming and viewing things from a different lens. So any successful change management effort needs to take the time to look at that perspective of everyone involved in your key stakeholders and ask the question, what does success look like to all of you? And how can this be a benefit to you? And lastly, we never get anywhere without a plan, right? (laughs) And I think this is the piece that organizations usually do a really good job of, right? They've got the plan. Here's the process for how we implement the system conversion or whatever it might be. So those three key things together make a successful change initiative. I love it. I feel like I've learned so much today. Um, I feel like I've, I've just been through a, uh, a crash course in how to do change management from a from a pro. So I'm taking a bunch of things away here. You know, you know what success looks like, and focus on people. Right. That's that seems to have come through loud and clear. You gave us some some ways to engage with your people with the the ad car process. I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, and you sort of summed it up with this purpose, perspective, and plan. So I've learned a ton and I, I hope everybody listening has learned a ton about this. We're certainly going to take some of these lessons and, and roll them out internally. Sherry, really appreciate you coming on the show, uh, sharing your journey with us, being a champion for us. Um, and sounds like driving real organizational change at h and I'm sure, I'm sure they appreciate you and love you. Anything else you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? I just want to give a big thank you to everyone for the work that you do each and every day. As Jason, you said, you know, you've been in this industry six years and just been amazed at everything involved. And I think we have a lot of individuals in this industry that do amazing work on behalf of their clients. And so thank you for the work that you do because you are all amazing and really contribute uh, to your local communities and on a 
broad scale and helping our your clients, you know, de-risk their business and address risk in a positive way. So thank you to all of you. Amazing. Trey Weaver, Learning and Development Manager at HNI. Thanks for being on the show. Look forward to seeing you, working with you, and uh, catching up again soon. Thanks, Jason. <laughs>